And we're back, we're back, we're back. Hello, hello, hello. And we're still black. Yes, don't worry. That has not changed. <laughs> this is the Black Streak Entertainment Podcast, where black culture and anime collide. I'm Terry Ramey. I'm Justin Ramey. And, and you know, this in, in this new podcast, we're talking about things that matter to us, you know, because we, we really don't care what any of you think or have to say. Yeah. This is all about us. You know, we're, we're narcissistic. In that way. Yeah. So if you want to hear, you know, about your concerns, talk about your feelings, this ain't the place for you. Yeah, just go into the bathroom and talk in the mirror. <laughs> so, last week, we were talking about the Revolt World Convention, number yes. one, two, in September in Atlanta. Yes. Uh, you know, it was, um, was it like sponsored by P. Diddy or was it created by him? It was, Revolt World was his company. It was that dude's company I before, see. you know, he stepped down. Yeah. Uh, amid all of the allegations that are totally and completely true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and a little background, Revolt World, they, they they had a lot of sponsors, like big name sponsors, like Walmart, Doritos. Yeah, they bamboozled all of them into giving their money to this this ghetto trash event. Yeah. And we already talked about the lemonade thing last week, so um, the, uh, this time we're going to talk about how much the thing cost. Yes. And uh, we'll leave that for the end. Okay. And uh, also talk about how they did the more on the parking situation. Yeah. Because they 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 made a they did a disaster uh, with the traffic. Yeah. So when we left off, it was after the you, you discovered. The hose. Yeah, they're sucking on a hose that for lemonade. Sucking on a hose for lemonade for ten dollars. <laughs> um, so we went. We left the event to go to lunch because we weren't trying to eat none of that fried food there. Yeah, there was a mall nearby. There was a mall nearby, which, by the way, was it was used as the backdrop in an episode of Atlanta. It was that mall in that episode of Atlanta with the. Uh, Crank It, or what was it, the Soldier Boy episode? Crank yeah, It Killer? The Crank It Killer, yeah. When that dude was trying to kill Paperboy? Yeah, because he did that dance. <laughs> yeah, it was that YouTube. mall. The mall where the shootout happened. We went to that mall. Yeah. We got something to eat. We got something to eat. And then we, uh, we came back. Came back. And top flight security, yet again, they, they okay, so when we got there, they put a bracelet on our hands. Yeah. Right? And our, on our wrists, like right? Like you do when you go to an event. Yeah. And it, it's your proof that you're a part of the event so you can leave and come back. Yes. Right? That's what bracelets usually mean. Yeah. We get there. We come back to the event after eating. Top flight security tells us, y'all can't come back in. Once you leave... You can't come back in. And everybody who was coming back like us were saying, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah, no one said that. <laughs> no one said that. And they're like, yeah, we did. It's like, and no, you didn't. The, the girl who was a part of Top Flight Security, she said, I told all you niggas that you can't come back after you leave. And we're all like, lady, you didn't tell us nothing. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. And Obviously, I, no one knows what you're saying. And I was so <laughs> upset because, because like we said last week, there's a gate before you get in that's that checks your exactly. ticket, and I showed them my bracelet. I and showed them said, my bracelet before, before I came. I just flashed my bracelet, and they're like, "Okay, go on in." And then you get to the security, and then uh, Sister Sledge comes by and says, <laughs> "You, you, you can't come back. In. You can't come back in. There's no reentry." It's and I'm like, "But the guy in the front let me in. Like who? Who let you in?" I'm like, 
the guy in the front. And then same dude let all these other Negroes in, and that that that, that just made me so <laughs> mad. We had we had I had to argue with them for like three uh, thirty seconds, way too long, and I was like, all right, we got in, we got back in, we just walked in. Yeah, I, we were like just Justin had walked in already. He said, man, just, just come on, we just walked right in because while everybody else was yelling at them and, and arguing, we just slipped on in. And we know why they did it because people were leaving because the food was ridiculous. Yeah, the food was terrible. It cost too much. Nobody wanted to spend ten dollars for no hose water powdered lemonade. Yeah, you know, so yeah, they didn't want people leaving because they wanted you to to eat their food and to spend those ridiculous prices on the on the food and their you know the, what little drinks they had. Yeah. Um, so so then like, uh, it like the people that were there like the like the the people who attended. It was mostly like just like an Instagram event. Like people were just going around, just taking pictures. Like, look yeah. at me, I'm having fun. It's like, where's the neck? We need networking. There, there wasn't yeah, there a networking. Wasn't. Um, there was no networking to be had. There was no networking section. Like you know, they could have had a section of people who were looking for artists, people who were looking for fashion designers, people who were looking for yeah, editors, looking people to connect. Who, yeah, people looking to connect. It was just, it was just, you know, like they advertised. Yeah, it was. That, just, that's what the event was advertised as. It was just an alley in a at a studio, and that was it. That's all they had. It, it, they didn't. They didn't have sections for people to to communicate and figure out what what everybody was specializing in. Yeah, it was trash. So it was just one big Instagram uh, post. That's all it was. Yeah, and this is why I believe all the allegations against P Diddy because he bamboozled us. Yeah, out of three hundred dollars. Yes, it was three hundred dollars a ticket for this event. Yeah, that, that was just for the regular admit general admission. VIP was like five or six hundred dollars. But what the hell am I getting from VIP? Yeah. Do I get to skip the line to get, get my hose water Kool-Aid for ten dollars? Yeah. Or everybody else. Uh, maybe get a parking space on the lot, maybe. But <laughs> there, there there is no parking. The parking was at the mall that we mentioned. Like the last at the last minute they made they put up signs for parking at the mall and it was very not well organized. We didn't park no. at the mall, we just Ubered all the way there. But twice. Um, yeah, twice. But the the people didn't know where their cars were. And the people that valeted for him didn't know where the cars were, so the people just standing oh, around yeah, forever. I about that. Uh, there, uh, you had to wait, pay, wait, wait. you had to pay to park in the mall. We forgot one part what? when we got back when we were coming back from lunch. When we walked back, yeah, and actually when we left to go to lunch, Atlanta PD had showed up and they were directing traffic because it was getting so backed up because it was so disorganized. Traffic in the street was getting backed up. Yeah, we came back from eating like an hour later. Atlanta PD said, the hell with this. They were gone. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the traffic continued to be horrible. Yeah, and if you're paying $300 for a ticket, you'd think that they would have the, you know, the the, the, the brain matter to understand that there's going to be traffic here. We need to direct traffic direct and traffic. have everything set. Like, but they didn't. They, didn't. they didn't know no. how to, they didn't know how to direct, they didn't, they didn't have direct traffic. They didn't have the proper stuff to do it. It was just a free-for-all. no organization to be had at this event no it was very unorganized very unprofessional and it really made me angry yeah three hundred dollars a ticket yeah that's insane it's like it didn't like the ticket didn't come with food or anything it was just like it was just three hundred dollars is a ridiculous price for any of you out there been to a convention uh like the typical price for like a four day convention probably be a hundred dollars and and this was just a joke of a convention. We, but they were trying to 
they were trying to bill it as a place for for again prof- professionals. Yeah. Professionals and and creatives. And again, we, like like we said at the beginning, they had sponsors of Doritos, Rockstar. Yeah, they lied to them too. And uh, and in Walmart, why am I paying three hundred dollars for a ticket? Exactly. They already, they already got a lot of money. Yeah. From sponsors like that, big they big to boy sponsors too to get their money. So so needless to say, I'll never go back to one of those events again. You won't because I mean, first of all, P Diddy's going to prison. Yeah. Uh, Wait. Revolt's not going to be around much longer. Yeah. Uh, but but. Like, like we went one day. It was it was like three. It was like three days. Three day event. Event. We just went. One we went day. one day and never went back. That like, was this, this was stupid. This was this was a waste of time. This was so dumb. But yeah, that that's Revolt World. Don't go there. Yeah, don't get bamboos when you're going. No, no just don't. And it's going to be even worse next year because of everything Revolt's going through right now. So I, yeah, man. FP Diddy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back with our anime topic. And we're back. Okay, we're going to talk anime today. Now, uh, recently, probably, yeah, this year, I believe, I watched an anime called Hell's, Hell's Paradise. Hell's Paradise. Hell's Paradise is about, it's, it's like a survival kind of thing. Uh, about a bunch of people with different skills, like different ninjas and stuff like that. It takes place in that kind of time, uh, where they have to go to the island to find the elixir of life for the emperor or the shogun or something, because all these people are criminals, mm-hmm. and they're they're either going to go to death row or they can go to this island and uh, find the elixir of life. So, uh, so the main character is a ninja who's like a a really good assassin. And he has some kind of, you know, he has some kind of problem with his, with his, with his wife and whatever. So he's trying to, and he got, he got captured and he's, he's, he has a death sentence and all the exec, all the things that would kill a normal person with executions won't kill him because of his training and all that. So, uh, the, uh, he, 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 he has, he has to get the elixir of life in order to get, uh, his freedom back. Oh, okay. So he can see his wife again, and there's also another character, which which is an executioner lady, and and she uh, she's like a really good executioner, but she doubts herself, and like the whole the, the the world is is developed in a way of executioners are extremely good, extremely trained swordsmen, and uh, and you know they got the assassin criminals on the other side of, of it, um, and they go through like execution, like beheadings and all that stuff. And uh, and she's partnered with the with the main guy ninja because he, uh, the the main ninja guy because each criminal has to have an executioner like um, chaperone with them in the island so they don't they won't escape or anything oh, so okay. so then th- then chaos ensues when they get to the island because the island's like the island's weird it has it has a, like a bunch of like godlike monsters that that they have to fight it's just a nightmare to be there because everything could kill you and and then like later on in the story you figure out that there's just these super god people that that they have to defeat that they have to defeat they have to figure out how to defeat them. A lot of people die in this show, and it's it's a really good action show. I like it. Um, it also has a manga out in America, so uh, check that out if you like action survival manga. Like I mean, action survival shows. Um, this one would be up your alley. It's it's really good. Uh, I have to say, the first episode is the worst episode. It 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 
goes through a lot of cliches and and then you're like eh. and then you watch the second episode you go, oh okay the, the one the story starts coming along so hell's paradise i recommend it for people who like action all right so uh, last week we talked about how anime was in the stone age when we were kids back in the 90s how getting it was like you know a quest a, a task and almost felt like uh <laughs> it almost felt like you were going on some on some holy expedition to find that that v- that that one VHS you needed to to want to come to, to complete the series yeah, to that complete you the watched. series you know because you already watched episodes one through five, and then you skipped four. You skipped six, seven, and eight, and yeah. ended up watching, you know, nine through through twelve. And you need to find six, seven, and eight. Yeah, you know. But something came along that changed that forever. Uh, something called streaming, 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 yeah. and anime. Streaming changed the game big time, because first it was the DVD. The DVD changed the game. And then second streaming came along. Well, actually, before streaming, one there and uh, downloads. Yeah, downloads. Like Kaza and yeah. If anybody could remember Kazad LimeWire, that was yeah LimeWire. Uh, that that was a that was a chore in and of itself, also because you know internet wasn't that fast back then. Even in the quality of the videos you got weren't weren't great, and you had to get what you can get because you know it was, it was shareware. Yeah. And like uh, sometimes something will be titled something, and it's not even what you're looking for. Oh, yeah, it's it's that. the wrong episode, or it's just a complete different just video. Completely different. So so it, it, that was a hassle. And there, you know, computers had so much space. Like thumb drives weren't weren't a thing. Like floppy nope. drive, floppy floppy disks were were still there. And external hard drives didn't exist. And and driving uh like and using um, like you know CDRs were were the thing, but. Uh yeah, the, that that that's what it was, and then and then I don't know what happened after that, but I know that streaming, uh, became big in the last ten years. Yeah, and especially with like there there's there's companies like High Dive, Funimation, and Crunchyroll that are streaming services for anime, and Crunchyroll and Funimation like merged together. Yeah. So uh, so now Crunchyroll has like almost everything. It has so much in it, and uh, High Dive has like you know the rest, and so does Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime has the rest, but uh, just just like a big bang of anime has been exposed to the world because of this. Because in Japan, anime is like regular TV shows here. Yeah, like you know, when, that's all they got. Yeah, like like ABC and and CBS when they come out of shows like all their CSIs or whatever. Uh, the, the, those are all human being shows, like people actually live, act, live action people doing it. Um, just just flip that and just make it anime, and that that's what that's what it is in Japan. Like there's yeah. just so much, so much of it. and like even now, even now, like a lot of it don't, don't even come to streaming services because there's so much. But um, but it's just a big explosion. There's a whole bunch of stuff to watch, and uh, sometimes it's over- overwhelming because it's like. Should I watch this? No, I gotta continue to watch this. And like, uh, but a lot of the shows are like you know twelve episodes long, because yeah. uh, because there's just so many of them. Like studios can only do so much, and uh, streaming has changed the game, especially for the price point. It is oh, very yeah. inexpensive to just stream the stuff, 
I, I remember the first time I heard a crunchy roll. We were at a convention in San Francisco back in 2012, and some kid mentioned crunchy roll. And I, I asked you, I said, what is that? And you said, oh, you can, you can stream anime the next day after it comes out. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on, wait a second. My mind was blown. This, I'm coming from the era where you had to buy the, the doggone VHS tape, look for it, first of all, go to the store, buy it, and spend like $40 for three episodes. Now I can actually just get a, have a streaming service? Yeah, it's wild. Show me. It took a while for me to wrap my brain around that. Like, how is this even possible? Yeah. And it only, it only cost me like $20 a month or whatever? Yeah, and now it's even cheaper than that. I don't know, I don't know how much I paid for Crunchyroll, but it's, it's less than twenty bucks. And uh, and like people who were born like you know post the internet boom, um, they don't they don't understand, they don't understand how, man, how, how how privileged how, you are. Yeah, how crazy that is that that you can stream something that was aired just a day before in Japan and is fully translated. That's insane. And is uh it is out for you to watch. It took how long for. Dragon Ball, the whole series of Dragon Ball Z to come here? Yeah. It took, like, almost two decades for us to get Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, you're like, this stuff was made in the 80s? (laughs) Yeah, this was made in the 80s? (laughs) Like, most kids don't even know Dragon Ball Z was made in the 80s. They don't know it was that old. They think it's new. Yeah. No, that was made in the 80s. It's just, it only got here fully in the last, probably, decade and a half. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just crazy, because Japanese isn't... The easiest thing to translate, and they're just going, they're just going so fast with it. And like I said before, there's just so much, there's so many anime out there. It's just like they're they're, they're just pulling them out, pulling them out, and putting them on stream. And I'm glad that they're doing it because it's because it's given me the chance to watch a bunch of stuff and not have to spend a lot of money doing it. Yeah. And if there's like an anime that I really like, then I buy the the Blu-ray. And. uh and speaking of Blu-rays, I think in Japan, Blu-ray still costs an astronomical amount of money. Oh, yeah. I remember when we went. Um, I really didn't see Blu-rays anywhere. When the first time we went in Japan, to Japan in 2011, it was right after the, the earthquake and the tsunami when we went. But the DVDs that I saw, they were ridiculously priced. Yeah, it's like they're like 80 bucks. And, yeah, it, and it's for, not it, for one disc. It's not the whole season like we get here. Like we get the whole, you just get whole seasons just uh, on one on two disc or whatever, and you have to buy the whole season at once. It was just like you have to buy episodes in Japan, like two episodes or or so, or half the season, and they're like eighty dollars. I'm like, oh boy, and I think that, and I think it, or games are expensive over there. Yeah, too. The games are way more expensive too. And I think it's just because first of all, it's Tokyo. I don't know if it, I don't know if this changes throughout the, the the country but uh there's not a lot of space there so i think it just it discourages them from buying a whole bunch of stuff and, yeah, and not having where to put it i can see that um because because like if you go to japan there's a bunch of stuff like used like uh games and dvds and uh yeah. books comics and stuff like that uh game systems they look pristine because people don't have space for them so these yeah. these they just uh you know sell them off so yeah, living in their boxes. Yeah, there's no space there's there. No space. Oh man, Japan is so, especially Tokyo. It's so crowded. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how people do it. <clears throat> but you gotta think they live on an island that's only an island that's only twenty percent inhabitable. So that leaves very little space. Yeah, <laughs> and there's so many people there. 
And uh, what well, does Tokyo have like a population of? Right. New York is eight million. I think Tokyo is high. I think it's like twelve million. Yeah. Tokyo, and Tokyo does not have the land area of New York City. Yeah. And so man, it's it's crazy how people can live on top of each other like that. Yeah. So I don't know how streaming is in Japan, but here I'm glad I'm glad it's here because uh, otherwise I'd be lost in the sauce with anime because I I wouldn't know what to watch. Uh, cause, cause you, cause I can pick an anime and I'm like, okay, this is garbage. I can just move on to something else. Uh, or I can come back to it whenever I want instead of relying on, like we said, renting <laughs> and have to watch the stuff when you get it or, uh, paying money to watch something and then like, this is dumb. Yeah. Remember pirated anime? Mm-hmm. Like, like after one, when DVD started coming around, you had pirated anime. Oh yeah. 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 They like, people would record, tape the episodes off of TV in Japan, burn them to a DVD, yeah, and subtitle it, yeah. Like we had a a friend who got Inuyasha. Like it was this was like two or three years before it started airing on Adult Swim. He had like the first three seasons of it on these pirated DVDs, and uh, we used to watch those. Yeah, he get them off. He get them off eBay. How how they were able to sell them on eBay without getting flagged, I don't know. It was just, but there was all kinds of pirated yeah. anime like that on eBay. Yeah, <laughs> selling whole series for like twenty dollars. So yeah, so so streaming changed the game for anime, and now it's like you know bigger and better than ever. Like a lot of it's more accessible to a lot of people, yep. and uh, a lot of, a lot of people know what anime is. You don't have to rely on uh, places like Cartoon Network or. Or whatever to to put you know the the popular stuff out there. Yeah, to distribute it. All right, so uh, if you want access to our anime content, to gain access to exclusive Black Streak anime, manga, games, and more, make sure y'all visit blackstreakentertainment.com/slash/join and get that access. We got some dope stuff. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. We're back, we're back, we're back. So, you know, we uh, started Black Streak Entertainment actually 11 years ago this year. 12, 12 years ago, back in 2011. And, um, you know, we grew up watching anime before it was stylish. You know, back when people would look at us and be like, why? Our friends would look at us and be like, why in the world do y'all watch this Japanese weird stuff? And then, you know, we'd show them Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon, and they would love it. Um, So, you know, there comes a time where you realize, being black, there aren't very many characters who look like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? As, I mean, as, as a kid, I didn't think about it. You didn't think about it, but then it comes a point where you're like, man, this would be dope if, you know, these characters looked like us and had our experiences. That'd be really cool. So rather than complaining about it, we decided to create it ourselves. Yeah, because you can't depend on other people to do it. Because first of all, they're 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 Japanese, so they're gonna make you know characters that look like them. That's just yeah. natural. If, I, if I'm a black person, so I'm gonna make sense. characters that are black. This just makes sense. Yeah. So I can't blame them unless I. But I do blame them on, on some things because you know, like like he, like Studio Ghibli, for example, they do a lot of Eurocentric stories. 
and it's just white people. Yeah. That's, so that's kind of a discussion for another day because I mean, truthfully, a lot of anime does not look. They don't look Japanese. You know, they look very European. Yeah. So so it's like so it's like yeah, like the people who are making the stuff are it's just gonna reflect the people who make it. So yeah. So yeah. So, and even so if they do so. have black characters, they're not gonna be culturally black because. That's another discussion in itself. So I should say, if they make African American characters, they're not going to be culturally African American because, again, these are Japanese people writing the characters. Yeah, so they don't. Yeah, they, they, they just, don't they, know our culture. They, they don't just, know they, us. They just go by what they see. Yeah, they, on, they, uh, they look black, but they ain't gonna. Yeah. You know. So, so in order to to solve that problem, you can't just hound someone to be be more diverse. You can't just yell at them. No, it's no, like no, no, you no, just gotta no, do it yourself. No, no. You gotta do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Do it yourself. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing with Black Streak Entertainment, you know. So make sure y'all go check out our website. Uh, BlackStreakAnime.com is the merch site. And BlackStreakEntertainment.com is uh, the site where you get to engage with us and other fans of our work. And you know, it's a community. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, we have events that are planned, live events that are planned um, for uh, for our fan base. So make sure you sign up at blackstreakentertainment.com slash join to gain exclusive access to our events, um, to our content, and to our games and, you know, everything else we got going on. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so if you want to see more, you know, if you love anime and you want to see more actual black characters as main characters, not just side characters, but main characters in a story, then you need to support us. Yeah, a story that's relatable to us and the multiple facets and sides that, you know, black folks have. The African-American experience is very unique in that we are... Um, someone broke it down to me in this way that I found really, really fascinating. We are like the newest race, if you want to use that word, because race doesn't exist. It's a social construct that was created by white supremacy. But we are the newest ethnic group in, in, in the entire world. You know, we were kidnapped from Africa, brought here, stripped of all of our cultural history, our language, our names, our family uh, lineage, and we had to create a whole new culture for ourselves. Our ancestors had to do that. So our experience is very unique from anybody else in the world. So to be able to apply that to that experience to an, uh, a genre that we love so very much, it's really cool to show the different uh, angles of that experience and to show that we're not all the same. We're not a monolith. You know, black folks... <laughs> are different you know we we have our own personalities we have our own we have one experience that unites us that is racism colonization and you know the effects of slavery but within that there are so many different faces to us and so many different um personalities to us and so many we're just we're we're our own rainbow within our culture so that's what we show and reflect in Black Streak Entertainment. Yep. And uh, what I really like about Black Streak Entertainment is that, first of all, I can do whatever I want. 
That's that's always nice. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> do, do do whatever you should try I want. sometime. Yeah. So so I make the stories that I want to make, mm-hmm. and um, and hopefully it just entertains people. And I and I really like like we said in the last episode with Alien Up. I really like to make a game where it's just uh, mostly people of color, mostly black people in space, because that's never been done before. And uh, and make a game that's really fun that that doesn't have to do with you know being a criminal. You don't have to you know shoot a basketball. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be sports game. It's just something that I want to see represented in the gaming industry. That's just not there, and 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 make it fun too. Yeah, and you know, part of that seeing what's represented. And seeing something represented in the game industry that's not there is just being able to be yourself. Yeah. You know, black people, we're not allowed to just be ourselves within, especially the gaming industry. We're not, uh, forget, you know, Hollywood, uh, in the gaming industry, we're not allowed to be ourselves. We're always, you know, held to, yeah, basketball or hip hop. Yeah, it's a stereotype. And, you know, I, I'm not, that's not dog. I love basketball, it's my favorite sport. I played basketball as a kid. I love hip hop. I love rap. I love rap, but, but that you know, should that's that shouldn't not be it. Yeah, that shouldn't be it. I love. I like other things too. Other yeah. things I love. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not dogging on any of that stuff. It's just that shouldn't be it. We shouldn't be beholden to just that because yeah. there's so much more to the the beauty and the diversity of Black people, African Americans in particular, than just rap and basketball and yeah. sports. Yeah, and sports. Or being a criminal, yeah. Or being a criminal, or, or extreme, or being poor. It's yeah, like, being poor. Yeah, poor, uneducated. You know, we ain't doing nothing that has to do with. Oh, my baby got shot. Yeah, actually, no. We do do a little bit of that, but, but that's not that's not that's all not, we do. That's not the focus. Yeah, that's not all we do. <laughs> and 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 that's that that's the thing. It's just not all that we do, and and we're making what we want, and we're not trying to to stick to a stereotype not like not not like purposely not trying to stick to ter- stereotype we're just, we're just being ourselves yeah no one trick ponies here just being ourselves and we want to encourage other young black kids to be themselves too because exactly i mean it's cool seeing um seeing black young black kids actually being themselves nowadays when i say kids i'm 38 so i'm also talking about you know folks in their like early 20s and stuff it's cool seeing them being themselves and not being beholden to just you know the sports hip-hop thing because that's what it was like when we were kids like i said at the opening of this segment people looked at us like we were weird watching anime when we were growing up yeah they thought it was freaking weird that we were two do two black kids watching anime until we exposed them to it and they liked it. So when I got on Instagram and I started seeing all the different black anime pages that were popping up and black people doing cosplay, I'm like, whoa, when did this happen? Like I, I thought this was like an I thought we were the anomaly. I didn't know people I didn't know black folks were actually into anime. You know, so it, it's really just the younger crowd and people our age too that we're seeing, you know, are into it now, like, deep into it, and I, I wish it was like this when I was younger. Yeah, <laughs> and, and back when we started this thing, uh, it was it was very rare, 
extremely rare. It, it, it's grow it's growing now with having black representation in anime, or at least just um, like you know the, the skin a different skin color than just white in anime. It's mm-hmm. it the, the, a lot a lot of um, new anime is coming out has a either a black side character or a black lead side character is coming out. Um, so. So it, it's 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 growing, but uh, we're, we're we're trying to make it like you know mostly black. So so yeah. uh, follow follow all of our stuff and get encouraged and you know give us some ideas too. Yeah, go to blackstreakentertainment.com slash join. All right, so we're gonna take a little break and we'll be back with more Black Streak Entertainment podcasts. And we're back. We are back, y'all, at the Black Streak Entertainment Podcast. So, um, so what's the topic for this week? Um, we we're gonna talk about the MCU, and this is a difficult one for me to approach. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you yeah. guys don't know what that is. Yeah, if you have been under a rock for the past 15 years. Or you just don't pay attention to anything. <laughs> uh, so back in the day, way back when Iron Man came out, before anybody knew what was cooking up, and you saw that that last scene, the after credit scene, where Sam Jackson showed up and, and said, you know, we're starting the Avengers Initiative. That was mind-blowing. People were like, whoa, this is going to be a whole universe? Y'all are going to do, like, Avengers movies that hook together? This is insane. Like, we, I never imagined anything like that would happen. Yeah. And then... It, it also helps that, you know, Iron Man was good. Yeah, Iron Man was a great movie. Like, <laughs> I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I thought it was just going to be, like, just another Marvel movie. Yeah. And because, it was cool. Because before that, especially in the 80s, 90s... Even even in sixties and fifties, there 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 was Marvel movies and they were bad. Yeah, The Punisher, Captain America, Captain America, The Fantastic Four. Not yeah. not the 05 one, the one before that, the nineties one. Yeah, the one that didn't release. Yeah, the one that didn't release. Yeah, they they're doing bad. So then they came off this banger of Iron Man, and then they're like, oh, we're gonna con- we're gonna con- make sequels and we're gonna connect them together. That's yeah, pretty cool. Different movies and stuff. Had, the, the, I don't know if they were the ones who like you know did the stinger like started the stinger movement in movies but that that was a really good one yeah so and then as it progressed once it got to um captain america and they introduced the the tesseract you started seeing oh wait they're moving into the infinity stone um saga from the 90s yeah and that is a very 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 popular like you know story arc yeah and that was yeah, that's the story. Right? Yeah. That, was, that was very ambitious. And you were very like, well, how ambitious. are they going to pull this off? Like, nothing like that had ever been seen before. Yeah. And then the Avengers came out, and you saw Thanos at the end. You are like, yes, yeah. I knew they were doing the Infinity Saga. Yeah, I excitement. knew it. There's excitement for it for a reason. It was, really, it was a really good storyline, and, and and they had the, the connection of the stones to, to bring it all together. And they had that singer of Thanos in one movie. I don't know which one it was. Was it just the Avengers movie? Yeah, the first Avengers movie. Yeah, and then he didn't he didn't show up for a while, but you still had those gems to 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 keep to bringing, remind you, to yeah, keep, keep bringing you back. Okay, this is the path they're on. We're doing the Infinity Gauntlet saga, 
And they're using the like the most popular Marvel characters besides the X Men and Spider Man. They were using yeah. they were using the the heavy hitters. Yeah. And then it all led up to Infinity War, which is my second favorite Marvel movie, personally. And with Infinity War, I'm not even gonna say spoilers here because if you didn't see it, then you're an idiot. <laughs> but like the the ending to that was a big huge cliffhanger with, with them actually you know losing yeah that was incredible it's like didn't even didn't expect that didn't expect that and it's like it was such a bold it i guess it would be a gamble but it was such a bold move to be like okay we're gonna end it on a bummer yeah and then and then came uh i always forget the last one the last avengers movie. end game end game then came end game where it all came it was the, it was the the stunning climatic conclusion yeah it was a conclusion it was done it was like okay we're done moving on to the next phase and then people clap 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 what is the next phase going to be how are they going to beat that and, and and then you know four years later i still don't know no it's like <laughs> the, the next phase is when they started to be like okay we're going to do tv shows we're going to uh we're, we're doing that and then that that phase was just such a disappointment because no one was on the same page. You don't no. know what the what you don't know what the goal was. The goal of the first phase was the gems and the and Infinity Gauntlet and the Thanos. This phase, I don't know. I don't I, know. It started with Wandavision, I think. And actually, no, it started with Spider Man, the the second one. Oh, okay. Went to France. Okay, so it, see, that was even the start I'm, of phase four. Even I'm confused. It's like they 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 weren't well connected. It was like no one was on the same page. No one one no one connected any threads. They just did whatever they wanted, and then the people had to make their own theories up, and then they were all wrong. It's it it, it didn't work out very well, and 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 they they just kept going with it. Yeah, and it's starting to come together with with Kang, but I think it's excuse me. I think it's it's too little too late. Actually, you could argue that it started with Remember the end of Shang-Chi when they said his rings were communicating with something else? Yeah. I still don't know what that is. Yeah, they don't, I, I thought it was going to be Galactus, they but they, that kind of fell off. Yeah, they don't connect them. They don't connect them well. The first phase connected everything really well. The second phase didn't connect anything well at all. It, no, it, no, you mean, uh, well, phase one through three was the Infinity Stone. Oh, right. And phase four, the five, four. I don't even know where they're at now. No, I don't, don't know if it's five I or six. I don't know what phase they're on because they, 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 they build things up and they just drop them. And then yeah. they, or they just bring something in and they just drop it. And then they, no one's on the same page. They they don't have a a solid enemy to, to face. Yeah, to build the world around. There's no, yeah. there's no world naval. Yeah. Like, the world naval of one through three was the Infinity Gauntlet. There's none here. Yeah. I don't. I don't. What story are you telling? Because because it confuses you when you think that okay, so Kang's is supposed to be the big Thanos of this season, but in the Ant Man movie or this phase in the Ant Man in the Ant Man movie, he gets killed by ants. It's like okay, so well, one variant of him. Yeah, and that that and that doesn't bring any excitement. Because you're not seeing you're not seeing the power of the other variant. Yeah. You see a bunch of a uh, bunch of Kang screaming in a stadium, and it's like, what does that mean? That's that's nothing. I don't know who I'm supposed to focus on. Yeah. It, it, and and that just that that just ruins everything if you, if you can just replace them with a variant. 
and then it's like okay so who's who's the bad guy i know it's kang but which one and i i don't it it, it, it was it was a bad choice they should have they should have did something better and the other problem is all the they they made the um i don't like it when they make actors the heroes my me 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 saying this means like you know how Wolverine is supposed to be Hugh Jackman, yeah. Because Hugh oh, Jack- you mean when they design a character around around a the actor, actor yeah. yes. Like Hemsworth is supposed to be Thor. They because because they they're human, so they get old, and they're human, they get tired. Yeah. So it's like when they do that, they they can't continue the story of the fictional character because you're too attached to the actor being that character. And yeah. and so so with that they replace them with someone that you don't care about like a, a hero another hero that you don't care about they yeah. they they're, they're they're trying to make uh, Captain Marvel a hero and no one cares about her they're trying to make uh, Ms Marvel a hero no one cares about her they're trying to make uh, whoever the, the other third Marvel is in in the Marvels I movie forget her, I forget what her name is uh, the FBI Rambo agent. I think it's Rambo. Yeah, yeah, Rambo. They're they're trying to make her. They're trying to make. They're trying to make. They're trying to bring in these new heroes, but no one knows who they are because they already they already shot their their shot with the big the big heroes. So it's like yeah. it's gonna be hard to to build them back up to build them up because no one really knows who they are. Well, everybody knows who Blade is, but you know that's not going too well. Yeah, the problem is that they're, <laughs> they're 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 focusing on the wrong heroes. They they can they can have. They still have Marvel. Still has an arsenal of heroes that people know. Daredevil, for example. There's that, uh, and like you said, Blade. They could bring these. They could. They, they could bring these heroes into the light, but they're just dragging their feet on it. They're they're not doing good writing. They're not doing good stories with them. So that that's one. That's one major problem the MCU has right now. Heroes are unrecognizable because they they they, they built up the. The, the actor being the hero too long and they can't just replace another actor. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be... They'll never replace Hugh Jackman with Wolverine. They'll, they'll never do that. I mean, I, I have no interest in seeing any... But that that that's not really the studio's fault. It's just, you know, Hugh Jackman was so freaking good in the first X-Men. He just... He, they recreated the whole character around him because he's just that good. He's he's a phenomenal actor. He's Hugh Jackman, you know. But I, I can see what you mean. Yeah, because that that does that does them a disservice. Probably. Yeah, they, they they have to develop. They they had to develop at, at the beginning that they that these that these human beings can be are going to be replaced because these are because they're playing fictional characters. They can't do it forever. Yeah. And uh, and what I don't know what their problem is, but. Disney acquired 20th Century Fox, which had X Men, and then they just put them under a rug. I don't know what they're doing with yeah, them. I don't know what they're doing. What can like like I said before, there there are recognizable characters that they can still use that are big characters. Fantastic Four and X Men, bring them in, start a whole new phase with them. That's the that that that's a really good start. But they but they they're bringing in these these uh C list not uh, yeah C list heroes. And they want people to be like, "Oh, it's Marvel. We'll we'll enjoy it." But no one cares about these heroes. They care about the X Men. They care about the Fantastic Four. Bring them in and do some good writing. Yeah, that 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 that'll save it. I'll, I I just I just gave them five million dollars worth of of uh, consulting. 
It's like just do something of X Men and, and Fantastic Four. And I mean, they got all this alternate universe stuff going on, so it'd be easy for them to replace an actor. They could just say, yeah. you know, this is a new variant of Wolverine or or something, even though he hasn't been introduced in the MCU yet. He's in Deadpool, so maybe they're gonna do something. Maybe, but who knows? That, they 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 always disappoint. They always disappoint whenever like <laughs> you get excited about something. And they're like, uh, like with the uh, the Doctor Strange uh, multiverse of madness. There's barely a multiverse in it, and and when they when they show like you know Fantastic Four and X Men, like you know everybody's like, oh, uh, Professor X and uh, and uh, Mister Fantastic's gonna be in it, and then they just, they just kill him. It's like, uh. That yeah, that was stupid. That was lame. It's like okay, they, they they always disappoint. It's like what you you had something there. You could have started. You could have started X Men and the Fantastic Four with the multiverse of Magnus, but you did nothing with it, and and it just comes down to the writing. And people just got fatigued from from it because they kept getting disappointed after disappointed after disappointment because they're expecting something. And they then they just uh pull a rug from them, and then you get something lame. Yeah. And that, yeah. and that and that comes in with what we were talking about last week with they're pulling themselves Disney is pulling themselves too thin they they need to focus on one thing so they can have a bunch of creatives on there and actually make something good yeah the only movie I actually like that they've done no I, not the only one I'd say the only ones I've liked since uh since Endgame are both Spider-Man movies and Black Panther yeah that's it like, yeah, yeah, but Black Panther and both that's the same thing. Same those, here. those are the only ones I really, really like. Like there, there have been the rest of it been okay. Um, there have been some bad ones. Actually, no. Let me take that back. Shang Chi was really cool. I like Shang Chi. Yeah, that was a good movie. Those four were dope. Shang Chi, Shang Chi was the closest thing to Dragon Ball Z I think we'll get. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, everything else. Has ranged from okay to just just awful. Like for the first time, I couldn't finish a move a Marvel movie, and that was Guardians three. I yeah. couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't finish it. It was terrible. I don't care what anybody says. That movie was so bad. It just had run on jokes that wouldn't stop. That went on too long, and the movie was two and a half hours. I'm like, I'm not doing this for. It felt like I was sitting there for three hours watching it for an hour. <laughs> I said, I'm not doing this for another hour and a half. You know, a lot of people love Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy. I don't know why. Maybe they're just uh, James Gunn's sick offense. But um, I hate that whole franchise. Okay. I, watched, I watched the first one. And I was like, okay, that was dumb. It, it, was, it was stupidly written for stupid... <laughs> uh, yeah, for stupid people. I'll just say it. For stupid people. Like the jokes, there was no, there was no history of the characters. They just, they just joined together and made lame jokes. And then the second one, I got halfway in, and I just didn't watch the rest of it. So, needless to say, I never watched the third one. Uh, not a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't, I didn't watch um, all of Captain Marvel. wasn't interested. And the only reason why that movie made a billion dollars, and they're hyping it up, trying to make her a, a, a good hero, is because it was after. That um, Infinity War, Infinity War, yeah, which was a big bummer. You want to see what was, what was going to happen, and, and if it, it wasn't after Infinity War, no one would watch, no one would watch that. Cared, but I, I didn't watch, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch uh, half of that, and I didn't watch Black Widow because she was already dead. And I like, forgot about point? Black Widow. Yeah, 
I forgot about that one. I didn't watch Black Widow because like, so, like, what's the point? She's dead. I don't, know. I don't care. That ties into um, the Captain America movies. Oh, okay. It's coming out. So, I don't, I mean, the new Captain America movie should be dope. Yeah. Uh, uh, they changed the, the title, though. Yeah. It used to be New World Order, now it's something else. Yeah. So, I don't know so what that's see about. What, let's see what happens with that. Oh, yeah, and speaking of Blade, um, they're making a Blade game, but it's made by Bethesda, so I don't know how it's going to turn out. Bethesda's, Bethesda? Bethesda's like, is like the Fallout, people make Fallout and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay. Uh, Skyrim, but they're they they're gonna be an RPG. They make finicky games. I don't know. It was just a it was just a teaser trailer. Oh, Blade game. That's cool. So, so yeah, like we said, the MCU has a problem. They need to fix it and fix it quick. Yeah, like I I don't know what's going on over there, but yeah, they've had some they've had some great movies, but very few and far in between. Yeah. With everything they've been releasing, it's 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 disappointing. Yeah, but um, and and also for TV show as TV shows go, I really like Loki. Yeah, Loki was cool. Both seasons I really liked. So, yeah. so with that, that concludes right. another exciting episode of Black Streak Podcast. Yes, yes. So visit BlackstreakEntertainment.com/slash/join. To gain exclusive access to Black Street anime, manga, games, and more. And, and uh, oh. if you have any, any ideas, be free to uh, email us. Oh yeah, you can email us at blackstreakpod at gmail.com. And remember, Boku no Kamini Samaranari Desai. What he said. <laughs>